for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future titan today, Bob Landry. Bob, thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Really yeah, appreciate you. I know there's so many people out there that are really excited about this one, so I just want to dive into the series of questions. Let got everybody it, out there know who you are. So um, Absolutely. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm a local boy. I grew up in Colorado Springs. Moved here as a military brat in a uh, year undisclosed. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's yeah. fair. Well, it, it was in the 70s, let's okay. just say that. Cool. So my dad was stationed at Ent Air Force Base. That might be dating myself just a little bit. Okay. Maybe, People out there that know Ent. Uh, <laughs> you don't know that that's the Olympic Training Center now. That was wow. actually a full up Air Force Base. So I grew up here, went through all my school years, uh, graduated in 85, joined the Air Force, spent 20 years running around the planet with uh, Uncle Sam. Guam, England, Holland, Turkey, Germany, several other places, okay. and I ended up coming back here after retiring. I just got out ahead of Katrina because I was stationed in Biloxi, Mississippi, oh, okay. and uh, Ch Katrina chased me out of there. I got up here right six weeks before Katrina mowed through down there in oh, 2005. Yeah. So came back home, started my real estate career, and uh, got real excited about that. Man, my first two years were like, bam, on fire, super okay. amazing. And then this little thing that many might not be familiar with, but the Great Recession happened. Oh, Right on the heels of that, I had a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sure we'll get into that, but sure. that's my history. Uh, you know, I've been a, I was an Air Force instructor. I worked in operations, mission management, command command centers. Uh, those that know the system, command and control or command post, wow. did that for uh, you know my, my entire career. Okay, and I was also an Air Force instructor for four years, which is pretty fun. Which it, it's huge perspective into understanding people and psychology and oh, obviously yeah. systems and what's going on. Let me let me pull you back a little bit on that. So, what got you into the Air Force in the first place? And then obviously I want to ask you in, into real estate. But yeah, Air Force. Why? What was? Going I on? was a huge fan of Pete Landry. Okay. My dad. Huh. He was 28 years Air Force. Started out as a central turret machine gunner on B-29s. Then began very involved with the uh, installing the first computers in the Air Force and integrating computers into Air Force operations. In the 70s, had the first global satellite network. Totally, few people even knew it existed. It was mm -hmm. so top secret. So, long story short, he was my inspiration. Okay. Then he retired from the Air Force and got into insurance, and he mm -hmm. just crushed. I know, complete yeah, Total. switch. But he had this charisma, this amazing spirit, incredible attitude. And he always pumped me full of Zig Ziglar, and even when I was stationed overseas, and send me cassettes on positive thinking and all this. Okay. So he just instilled this in my blood that you're not, you don't have limits. Okay. So that going into the Air Force was totally my dad, wow. and and then honestly the decision to go into becoming an entrepreneur, yeah, totally my dad. Okay. Yeah, I just watched what he did, the lifestyle he had, the money he made, mm -hmm. and uh, traveling and having amazing friends. That was exciting. Huge. So yeah. that, so going from obviously Air Force and then with your father talking about insurance, why real estate? Um, I mean, what you was know, it for you? It was. I thought I was going to go into insurance. In yeah. fact, I even came back to the Springs and got. Uh, I, I got real estate in, uh, licensed in real estate in Biloxi, Mississippi a year before I got out. I thought, hey, let me try this thing out. Sure. But when I came home, it was my intention to get my insurance licenses and follow Dad's footsteps because I had kind of an inroad. Right. Turned out I didn't like it so much. Too much time in the office, too much desk work in my assessment. Okay. 
uh, had a, a discussion with a great mentor and friend of my dad's and friend of mine, Gary Perez, wow. with uh, Remax Properties here locally, okay. Joe Clement's outfit, yeah. and uh, jumped on board, never looked back, man, and wow. that was an exciting, yeah, it was just thrilling. So real estate was, it kind of encapsulated everything exciting about okay. being an entrepreneur, being free, being able to make my own choices. and. And, you know, after listening and following orders for 20 years, it was a pretty thrilling prospect. <laughs> to kind of go that way. Yeah. And what, but what was your progression through your career up until today through real estate? I mean, joining a team? Was it just on your own right at the bat? I mean, what does is, what is your career progression look like to today? So right off the bat, I started out as an independent agent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I started doing really well. Through desperation and fear, I went crazy. I knocked doors, went after for sale by owners, and did tremendously well the first couple of years. Okay. Then the recession hit. Right. <laughs> and that, to say the least, took the wind out of my sails. Right. Uh, I proceeded to go through a divorce, a bankruptcy, mom died, wow. uh, you know, just <sighs> bankruptcy, everything fell apart. Right. And, and for a season, I actually went and worked for the state government while wow. doing real estate part-time and going to school full-time because I'm a glutton for punishment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Filing all that on your body. The whole that. It was stupid. I, I think back, it's like, what? I don't remember having time for anything mm -hmm. except maybe three hours of sleep a night. Wow. Uh, but one thing I learned about myself is if I, the more busy I am, the less I stress. All right. So. And a lot of people, that's opposite. I mean, they can't handle the workload. And I think that that's, again, a, a huge separator between you and a lot of the professionals and individuals is that heavy work velocity, that high right. workload, and you strive and thrive in that. Not everybody right. does. So As long as I'm staying on top of it and not under it. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, that's the, the big thing is if I'm organized, I know what I'm doing, I'm on top of it. You start feeling you're getting behind, you get buried by it, that's another story. But at the time, through the grace of God, somehow I stayed on top of everything. Of course, I wasn't doing a ton of real estate during those particular couple of years. As a veterans employment rep, I was helping veterans overcome barriers to employment, kind of focusing there, and with the full-time degree, you know, full-time degree program with UCCS. Got back out of that after about a year, just over a year, with the state government, and they re-engaged re with, uh, with a fervor. And I hooked up with a good friend of mine, Ian Stone, okay. with Remax Properties, and yeah. he took me on as one of his team. Never thought I'd be on somebody else's team. Wow. And, and kind of went just for a, one year with okay. him to really get my footing back, and that he and I are still great friends. Shout out to Ian Stone, awesome. he's out there. Hey, yeah, and, and then I went back on my own and really started getting into it, and uh, you know, another buddy of mine, I hooked up with him for a while, Jay Carden, uh, okay. another Remax guy, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, he helped me get back on my feet. And then I decided, you know, I'm the, and I had a team before, backing okay. up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Before the recession, I did start building my team. Okay. Another fantastic agent for the mind, Don Stahl, out there. Uh, he's also with Remax Properties, as it happens. Gosh, what's and, up with these Remax? I know. Hey, great, great people over there, truly, yeah, truly. Are. I love Joe Clement and the crew. They're good, yeah. good people. But, yeah, Don Stahl uh, was on my team, and I had a great admin. And, and we just had a blast, man. We did good okay. business, had fun with it. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. The recession hit. You know, after getting back on my feet, I decided it's time for me to have my own team. Wow. And, you know, the progression kind of went from there. And I ended up with Charles, who I freaking love, Charles yeah. Delacio. Great guy. And I've never worked a place where I felt more uh, free to do my business how I want, having more latitude or the ability to just, you know, crush it. Mm. I've got everything I need, so I'm just loving being here. I love that. That's a big statement for you to say because, as you know, there's so many different options and opportunities for real estate professionals yeah. as to why people go where they go. Right. It's always fascinating to me. And uh, so that's that's huge volume to say for you know the company that you're with and, right. and working together. So 
Now let's go into, I think this is a beautiful segue into your why, you know, really Bob, what motivates you, what's your why, gets you out of bed in the morning, really drives yeah. you to do what you do to level you do it at? That's an easy one, brother. All right. I want choices. Okay. I don't ever want to be in a position in life where I'm left without choices because I didn't freaking work hard enough. I didn't earn enough money. I didn't put enough time in. I wasn't diligent or assertive enough or, or you know, have enough effort towards my goals to have enough in the bank to have options. And that option is give money to an orphanage, give money to a church, help somebody in need, uh, be able to take trips, travel. Another recession comes, it doesn't matter because I worked hard, I have no debt, there's money in the bank, I have options. So that's what success means to me and that's why I work hard. That's why I get up at five every day and follow a regimented routine because I want the options. I don't ever want to say, Bobby, you can't do that because, and quite frankly, no one's ever come across a problem in life that having more money or success made worse. Agreed. Agreed. So that's my big why, man. Yeah. I've got grandkids now. I've got an amazing wife. Wow. And I'm on my second life. <laughs> and, and I just, I want to do it right this time. Love it. And, and I think the fact that you're working as hard as you have and continue to do afforded those options. And you are taking advantage of those in a positive way. Right. Giving back, supporting yourself, supporting your future. I, I think that that's great. More people really need to understand that. Is that this is a beautiful industry to be a part of. Yeah. But it takes time. It takes hard work. And it's not for everybody. But uh, I think that with the right mentality, you can really go far. I mean, it's no limits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no limits. And I get people ask me all the time about getting into real estate. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bob, I think I want to get into real estate. Will you talk to me? And I try my level best to talk them out of it. Okay, that's being genuine. Being genuine. Yeah. And I, I tell them I'm going to try to talk them out of it. Mm -hmm. And I explain what it's going to take. You know, it's about... Uh, Tom Ferry, you know, props to Tom Ferry. He's my yeah. boss as, as a coach. Sure. Uh, you know, but he teaches. It's a... It's a 86% washout rate after five years. Unreal. Yeah. 86 percent. I think that's the statistic that Tom uses. Mm -hmm. But it's a huge washout rate. Yeah. People that get in, they think it's easy. And they're used to having a job, being told what to do, and show up at 8, I need you to get all this done by noon, and then you can go at lunch, and you know, but before you go home this afternoon, you've got to get ABC done. Mm -hmm. And this is an industry, you show up, it's like, well, nobody's blowing my phone up having me come list their house, or I don't have any buyers <laughs> calling me saying they want to show houses, so hmm, I'll go home and rearrange my sock drawer, I guess. They don't have the <laughs> discipline to engage in activities consistently sure. that statistically yield high results. I, I think that there's a, there's a lot for people to digest out there. There's a lot of professionals that watch this that have been through it, you know, walk the talk, but there's a lot of uh, newer professionals, and hopefully that rings hard um, and heavy through them. I, I know that a lot of the uh, fellow Titans that have been on the series, it is about mentorship and oh, really yeah. learning from better and smarter people and having the humility to take that in. Um, so for any of the newer individuals out there, I think, you know, latch on to somebody who can guide you and help you. Don't try to do it alone. No one does it alone. That's you know exactly that, right. Yeah. You gotta have a coach. And this sounds self-serving as a coach. Sure. It's not that self-serving because I can't be a coach to anybody in my city. I don't think Tom or the organization is gonna sign me anyone here. Right. But I, I just, I look across the landscape of those who have really hit it in real estate. Those who've been super successful and I don't know any exceptions to this rule. They all have a mentor or a coach. And that, that rule consistently applies. Because if we come in with our ego and our thoughts or ideologies on how to put things together, as soon as things shift away from how we think the world goes, you know, we're, we're, we're lost. We don't know what to do. And when we have a mentor, a coach, a guide, someone that we can sound off and help us get through those times, you know, we're able to accomplish anything, everything. 
I, I love that mentality, and I think that's so, so true. Uh, and this might be a good segue into the next question. I, I might have I jumped ahead a little bit here, that's but okay. I, I think that if you could look back on your career thus far, Bob, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? Well, I, again, I think it's a good segue from the last question. Sure. Is getting a coach. Okay. Really, I started off years ago, even before Tom Ferry, I had a coach. And uh, the gentleman was starting up a new company, and um, uh, Life Bushido. Okay. And it was uh, a, a great, great, I'm, trying, I'm stalling, uh, um, Steve, wow, it'll come back to me. No if worries. I stop trying to think of it, but anyway, he's still yeah. in business, he's out on the East Coast. But he was really blunt and direct with me. Okay. He helped me get online, provided some online admin, and this was like my first days in the business. Wow. But he was tough on me. And he made me get on the phone with him every week. And he, was, he held me accountable. How many people did you call? How much time did you put in? And he would give me hell if I said, how many, how many, how many hours? And, you know, I, I couldn't help but be honest with the guy. He had that personality. How many hours did you commit to your business this week? Wow. Oh, I think I did 30 hours. He said, Bob, <laughs> seriously, right. 30 hours? Wow. That's all you, are you poking a stick at this thing? Are you a hobbyist? Or do you want to do something here? Sure. And he busted my, you know, yeah. busted my balls, yeah. held me accountable, and really made me step up to the plate. And I knew I had to answer to him every week, too. Okay. So that was the big thing. And applying specific principles and techniques and tactics and having very purposeful things in my schedule every day, every week, that statistically resulted in business. Okay. So it, it takes it out of the realm of, most people are accidental agents. Good point. They, they just, they show up, they get a license, and then they tell all their friends they're a real estate agent, can't wait for people to call me and sell houses and it looks so easy you know you stick a sign in the yard you press enter in the mls and yay it works it's just so easy all Six these figures, figures yeah. yay yeah all these people making so much money in reality is it is freaking work man i mean you've got to consistently plow after it sure and if you do that long and hard enough and you work within the confines of integrity and serve enough people well, then maybe you can build a team, and then you can start to back off a little bit right. as you teach, mentor, train, and coach others to succeed well. And they do that under your umbrella. Of course, you can make money off that while helping them crush it. Right, and everybody wins that way. You're extending a legacy, you're, you're forwarding knowledge on, because somebody took a, a shot at you at the beginning of your career and right. that sort of thing, so you're just paying it forward. I, I think that that's a wonderful way to look at it, but I'm so glad that you mentioned that. And again, what you said about Tom and his statistics, 86%, 86% fallout. There's yeah. a reason. I mean, you hit it right there. So if if I'm you know watching this right now and kind of, and kind of being involved, uh, really advising just to get a coach, get, get a, a mentor. Coach. You know, really take your business if you're serious and treat it like a business. Okay, that's treat it like a business. <laughs> I'm serious. Right here. People are coming in and they say, I want to do great in real estate. Yeah, I'm willing to put in the hard work. And, and I have had many agents work for me. I've let agents go. Agents have moved on because they sit across the desk from me and said, I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to show up at the office at 8. I'm going to do an hour of power. I'm setting appointments. I'm going to make sure I drive it. I'm going to door knock. I'm going to call my sphere of influence. I'm going to do these activities. And then they don't, right? Or, or you know, they decide to get, oh, my next if I think I'll stay home today I don't get that you have the ability to do so well in this industry to make such an amazing living great money and all you have to do is really serve people well why are people willing to go to work and make chump change working for somebody else but when they when they sign that piece of paper saying I'll be an employee and I'm gonna make 
and I'm not going to pick on anybody's yes. income level, so I'm not going to name a dollar amount, but for this amount of money, I'm going to give you this many hours. And they're willing. They will show up on time. They won't go to lunch one minute before 12, and they won't go home before 5, and they'll do everything they're told for a company they might not even care about to build somebody else's business. But they won't put a fraction of that amount of effort towards their own business in real estate when the pay the return is exponentially higher. There's no ceiling. Sure. I mean, this, this industry is the great non-denominator. It doesn't matter your education, your background, where you come from, uh, it, your ethnicity. Nothing matters. It's the commitment, the discipline, how much you're willing to serve, and if you're willing to, to work hard within the confines of integrity. I love that. I don't think anybody could have said that better, Bob. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. And hopefully everybody's really listening to that section because that's going to hopefully really inspire people to, to move forward with their lives and do what inspires them. Uh, you, you mentioned money versus time. I think that that's the, the kind of the scenario. Hey, I'm signing on that dotted line to give up X amount of my life and time for right. a dollar amount. Uh, now, what you're talking about real estate, which I love personally, is the more you make, the more you can give. Right. It's not just all about, oh, look at me and I can make all this money. It's the more successful you are, the more people you can make successful. And that's where a lot of people have confusion, and I'm yep. glad you stated that. That was really beautiful. Uh, so let's go into a slightly harder question. This is the challenge question. All right, so, take a drink of water. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody, here we go. Um, so it's vodka, that, actually. Yeah, that's right. We weren't going to say anything until afterwards. <laughs> so if you could look back... Um, at your life thus far, Bob, and you know, select a challenge to share with myself and everybody out there um, that you overcame that made you a stronger man because of it. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you? And, and again, we all deal with challenges, whether it's in the past, now, or in the future, no one's exempt. So what does that look like for you? Without a doubt, it was my divorce, bankruptcy, my business crashing right in the midst of my mother dying. I mean, literally, all, that came, all of it. All of it came to fruition. All of that wow. finished and, and came to a conclusion in 2011. Okay. No, 2009. Sorry, 2009. Okay. I mean, can I cuss here? Yeah. Uh, what a yeah. shit show. Okay. You know, my entire life was stripped out from under me. Mm -hmm. the, the, the proverbial rug completely ripped out from under me. Everything I used to define myself, all my ego was completely stripped aside. And, I, and I, I had a choice at that point. Either I'm going to figure this thing out and live, or I'm just going to check out. And I'm going to be honest with you. Those thoughts were there. Thank God I got good counsel. Okay. I had a good therapist. I had a good counselor. Wow. Uh, probably some good drugs at the time. Legal. Yeah, legal legal prescription drugs yes. at the time to get me through this <laughs> and help me sleep and things like that. And then I, I decided, you know, I remembered back to my dad, the things he used to make me read, Zig Ziglar, Earl Nightingale, John Maxwell, and the, the stuff that was pumped into my head. And I had to dig deep and remember, so much of this is my choice. Your reality construct is based on your attention and focus, right? So I, I can take all these things and dwell on them and focus on them. And, and I had great reason, great excuse, because we give ourselves excuses to linger and, 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 and through refractive memory relive negative experiences. We as humans have the only capability of doing that, by the way. Yeah. The giraffe runs from a lion. The, the, uh, the cortisone that's flashing through his blood is only going to be short-lived until he outruns the lion. Then he goes back to eating grass. He's fine. Sure. The human relives the experience again and again and again. Wow. And it creates a negative pathology and a negative physiology that brings about an unhealthy uh, state. And that's why so many people, when they go through horrible times in life, they end up very ill. They're, they end up sick. They end up depressed. So they have a physiological and emotional reaction through this refractive memory process. Wow. So I just made this decision. 
right? Either I'm going to step up and, and do something with my life, or I'm just going to give up and, and turn in. So the, one of the things that helped me is working for the state. Okay. Because I was sitting across the table, much like this, and face to face with veterans. Many had worse problems than I did. They lost a limb. You know, they've been blown up in combat. They've gone through horrible things. They lost their entire family. You know, I remember talking to one guy who lost his whole family in a car accident. You know, I mean, there's horrible things happening. And I, and I had to dig deep and find out how I can serve and help them. Help them navigate through these horrible challenges that they've been presented with. And it, and it made me forget about mine. And then, ding, the light came on. What did Zig Ziglar always say? You want to get everything you want in life. First help enough people get what they want. Yeah. It, when you, when so you start serving other people, it takes the attention and focus off all the things you think you have as problems. Right. So that was that was my flashpoint, man. I mean, I, that was just the thing that really a catalyst for growth and acceleration in my life. Mm -hmm. I had to make the decision. Am I going to be the victim? Or am I going to be somebody who steps up like Viktor Frankl always taught? For those that don't know Viktor Frankl, read, read Viktor Frankl, survived the Nazi concentration camps. His, his entire family was murdered by the Nazis. He himself experimented on torturous experimentation, came across this great epiphany that he went on to teach in uh, seminars and lectures and universities and write numerous books after. Uh, you know, you have one, absolutely one thing no one can ever take from you. And that's your choice how to react and respond. Nobody gets to take that from you. You can reach across the table now, and I hope you know, Greg, but you can smack me in the mouth. And I can choose to laugh, ignore it, run out the door in fear. I mean, I have all these different choices. Right, right. Why, why are we taught, we, we tend to believe that we're limited with our choices. Mm. And, and we just react and respond based on uh, the animal instinctual reaction, based on survival instinct. Right. So that was, that's a long answer, brother, but that's a beautiful answer. That, that, is, that was the catalyst for me. I had to just realize, man, either I'm going to step up and, and do what I thought I knew based on what my amazing dad, God rest his soul, passed away a year and a half ago, what he taught me, or, or am I just going to fade off into obscurity? And I, I think that I can easily say this, that through the series, I mean, usually a Titan will share you know, one impactful, but you dealt with so much all at once. I mean, I don't know anybody out there that would argue that that's rough. I mean, you're talking about financial loss, you're talking about relationship and family, you know, passing away. Yeah. It doesn't get much worse than that, but you took yourself out of the situation talking to the veterans and saying, hey, look, you know, as bad as I feel right now and the things I'm dealing with, somebody else has it worse, and I need to be thankful. Right. I need to be, feel blessed at where I'm at, and that's such a huge thing, but that's mindset. It, you, you took that ability to say, yes, I could have led the Phoebe, but you didn't. You became stronger because of it. So hopefully everybody really understands that. Look, Bob dealt with a lot, as you can see, and you're continually growing. You're continually making an impact, not just here in the community, but with your clients and also with your coaching students and things along those lines. So this is really big, Bob. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. It's not the easiest thing no, to kind of I air your stuff that. out. You no, know? I, I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I look back and I have gratitude over what I went through. Because I, either something kills you or it makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we've all heard that saying, sure. that saying, but it's so freaking true. But we choose whether it kills us or makes us stronger. It's a choice. Right. If we don't think it's a choice, then we're, we're accepting this, the role of victim. Mm -hmm. And that's never healthy. That's no. not going to get you anywhere, no, but it's not. in a worse place. Right. So, okay, cool. So let, let's go through the next question. Again, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, Hopefully everybody appreciated that. Let's go a little softer. This all is right. actually one of my favorite questions. Right, so cool. If you could travel back in time, and give young Bob a piece of advice or two, what would you say to your younger self? Sit up in your chair and pay attention, kid. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is great. 
I was so stinking hyper. I was not a good student. Okay. Yeah. But okay. if I could go back, I, I think it'd be useless to try to go back and tell my 10-year-old self anything. Right. Okay. Yeah, but if I could fair. go back to, you know, my 16-year-old self, 17-year-old sure. self, I would say sit up and pay attention more. You've got some amazing wisdom around you. You've got some great role models, leaders and mentors and teachers and coaches and, 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 and pay attention more to my dad. At the time, I just couldn't get, I mean, I always respected him. I had a great relationship, but couldn't wait to get away from him because, you know, that's the natural resistance, yeah, the natural the kid. Yeah, but it. man, I would say, Bob, dude, get serious sooner. I was just more concerned about having fun. Now, the Air Force, you know, Got my shit together pretty sure. quick. You know, sure. basic training and having Makes a happen. Putting uniform off. But even then, I was all about playing and having fun. I wasn't, I would have gotten a degree sooner. I would have okay. told myself, get that education faster. Because I went and enlisted, and I didn't get my bachelor's until after I retired, man. Okay. You know, so I would say, get the education faster. Maybe get some get some bars. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Just, yeah. I think that that's a good way to look at it. And, and not just younger Bob, but everybody out here is watching, myself included, can look at that and, hey, uh, why wait? If you, if you have that burning desire and that need or, or that thought process, go for it. Go after it. Don't, don't let it stop you. And so many people do. They justify. They put their own limitations, as you discussed. Those are what we have to deal with is what we say we can't do. That's the reality. Yeah. What we can, that's also reality. So that's great advice for everybody out there. So if you're thinking about it and you really want to do it, just do it. I mean, really, at the end of the day, just that's go right. after it. That's exactly um, Don't drag your feet. Just make it happen. So um, that's great advice. So let's go into one of the favorite portions of this series that a lot of um, the audience really requests and enjoys is understanding what the Titans feed their mind. Mm. So really looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, what books are you reading, Bob? What podcasts are you listening to? Maybe influences of social media or other coaches that you listen to. I mean, yep. What are you feeding your mind? Tony Robbins, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Sean Acord, Zig Ziglar, Earl Nightingale, John Maxwell. I absorb these people nonstop. Okay. If I'm at the gym working out, I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to Tom Bilyeu, who's the creator of Quest Nutrition, and he started like five other companies. He's a billionaire, and he's become a billionaire helping billions of people. Mm. And I love those types of folks. They've acquired great wealth and done great things because they've helped a lot of people. And that's, I love Tom Billy Impact Theory. Okay. So I'm listening to podcasts from Impact Theory. My mm -hmm. boss, Tom Barry, he is freaking amazing. He himself, personal friends with, knew, and had guys like Zig Ziglar wow. and Tony Robbins hanging around his house growing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the lineage that Tom Barry comes from. So I've got Tom in my head a lot. All his podcasts and his talks and his teaching, because he's freaking brilliant. I've got, you know, and there's so many of these teachers. And every time I'm turned on to a new great thought leader or thinker, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, he's he's my latest fascination. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant guy, and he talks about how through meditation and realigning your thought process and uh, how to break the habit of being you is his mm -hmm. I think his premier book in 2012. Not his first, but I think uh, probably in my assessment prior to the one that was just released this year, uh, Becoming Supernatural was his most impactful okay. book. Kind of his headliner book, yeah. Yeah, I mean because it, it, it breaks down through neuroscience, through uh, through physics, mm -hmm. and through quantum entanglement, quantum theory how to break down who you are and, and, and get through all your static and clutter using scientific principles to becoming a whole you without limitation. Wow. And, and I could dig deep into it, but I won't. No, but no, bottom, no it's, yeah, I could really get deep into this because I read this stuff all the time. Sure. I'm reading, I'm always reading, I'm always in podcasts, I'm always listening to positive thought leaders and thinkers. Okay. And because of that, I'm brainwashed. And I'm brainwashed, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm brainwashed to think I don't have limitations. 
I, I don't tune into the negative news. It, it serves no purpose. If I can do something about it, and I do scan the headlines, I, I get the paper every day, I open it up, but I don't read the, the, the story about the fiery busload full of kids that ran off the cliff. You know, right. I can't do anything about that. I, I can't go save the kids. Sure. And if I you know, if I get into that stuff and read it, and oh, maybe, and talking to my wife, we always sit together and have coffee. Oh, look at this horrible thing. She busted you this morning. Because I did, I started reading right. a couple of things. I was looking for information on the hurricane, and I started reading a couple negative articles. She leaned forward, she's like, hey, remember, you don't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, throw this Right, right, right. But I typically don't. But you, you, your, your success and your emotion and your energy is completely based on your attention and focus. Love it. So whatever you focus the most on becomes your life. People, they focused on negative news, negative crap all the time. They, they watch the, they only think about, talk about the negative things or frustrations in politics. They argue with people uh, and, and then they, they and then they, all the, their entertainment is all dark mm -hmm. and negative. I'm not bashing right. anybody's entertainment, Walking Dead, whatever you like, go for it, I guess. But if, if your entertainment's dark, your news is dark, and all the stuff you talk about is negative and dark, there's no magical way you're going to suddenly be positive. It's not going to happen. It just, the human psychology won't allow for that. Yep. I think it's I think it's the same principle as you are when you eat, right? I mean, it's exactly it's, right. you end up being the person and the mindset that you fill your mind. The yeah. people you have conversations with, the types of conversations, movies, books, uh, I mean, travel, all that becomes who you are, positive or negative. So why not choose in the mindset to be positive? Again, dealing with what you've dealt with, that's what you've been. Right. Look at the success you've had. And so many other top-tier professionals right. feed their minds this way, feel this way. So. Um, that was huge. I mean, we could just have that whole section yeah. as far as mind and, and numbing, crunching information. So everybody out there, I will have all those uh, you know influencers, podcasts, and books in the comments below, so you can feed your mind the same way Bob does. Uh, so Bob, this has been huge. Tons of nuggets, information for professionals, consumers, the whole nine. Get to know you. This is the last question to wrap everything up. All right. So if you could sum up your brand, you as a man, you as a professional with a quote or a mantra that you live by, what does that look like for Bob Landry? I want to find ways to serve people and make their lives better. And that really is at my freaking core, man. Yeah. I mean, and this sounds self-serving maybe, it sounds like, oh yeah, that's of course the right thing to say. But you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization. We've all got to figure out what that thing is that ignites our soul. We have all of our needs met. We have security, safety, relationships, food. We have all these things. We get to a place where you have to figure out how to get back. Because if you don't, you're a stagnant pond. If you got an inlet, no outlet. You've got to find a way to serve to get back. So my brand, I, I don't know if I want to uh, put a nomenclature around that, but it's just I need to serve. I need to get back. I need to find out. And if I can sit across the table from you, or if I can physically you know, help you in any way, shape, or form where I, I can make your life better or help you help yourself, dude, there is just nothing freaking better than that. I mean, that is like the highest level of self-actualization. And, and I'm so blessed and privileged to have so many incredible coaching clients through Tom Ferry. Sure. And, and I get to work with them. And when they express gratitude back to me, that coach, I love hearing that. When they're coach, thank you yeah. so much, man. I, I started here, and because we've been through this coaching process, and now I'm here, and my life is better. I'm making better money. I feel better about my business, and my marriage is in better shape. Because we don't just coach to just one piece, just make more money. It's the sure. whole life. It's balance. So that's my brand. And when it comes to the real estate side of it, mm -hmm. when I can help my agents 
make more money, have a better life, have feel better about themselves, when I can help them eliminate or reduce at least limiting thoughts, limiting thinking. Because the only thing that holds you back is this. What's going on between your two ears? Yeah, your negative thinking, your limited thoughts, because we really don't have limits. We simply don't have limits. And it, unless you think you do, and I love that one of the great philosophers of the 20th century, Albert Einstein, I'm not being sarcastic, sure. he truly was, he, he posited one of the most profound questions ever. He said, is the world a friendly place? Ask that question to a room full of leading scholars. I know that, that that's my brand. I know I am the kind of person who, because I've been exposed to so many incredible influences, I've been tuned into so many great thought leaders, and I've been inspired by the true titans. And I'm no titan. I appreciate you saying uh, that, but I'm, I'm not. not. I'm not, dude. I mean, there's, there's true titans out there, but I've been inspired by so many of them that I, I gain such deep fulfillment out of being able to help somebody. Wow. And whether that's help them with buying or selling their home, uh, you know, in our, in our team, um, uh, Linda came up with it. It's we help people over. Uh, we we help life transition. We help people through life transitions. Mm. That's huge. I mean, th then there's so much there, Bob. And, and I think that with everything and summing you up as a man and a brand, I think that hits it really, really heavy. And the humility that you have to say that, hey, I'm not a titan. I mean, you you are a titan, my friend. So I, I want to thank you. That. I really do want to thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I mean, you, it's man. the I truth. Your your influence in the community and the marketplace is huge. I know that there's so many people out there that are just you know, burning through that pad with a pen. I mean, this is really, really good stuff. So thanks again for taking the time. Really, really appreciate Absolutely. you. Everybody out there, thanks as always for your love, support, and your time. Uh, live every Tuesday, Friday afternoon, different Titan, different location. We'll catch you guys in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Peace out.